Hello and welcome to On The Way Moments, a podcast from St. Anthony on the Desert Episcopal Church here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. And on this podcast, we have the honor of hearing the stories of some very interesting people and On The Way Moments they've experienced that have changed the course of their lives. I'm Will Strong and I'm your host today. And on today's special episode, we have a special person with us uh, we'd like to introduce you to. Um, if you haven't already met her, uh, Reverend Canon Holly Herring is our new rector of St. Anthony. And for those of you who are part of our community, we are very excited to have her. And I think all of you will soon see why. So welcome, Canon Holly. Thanks. Thanks very much. It's good to have you here. And we've... We've been praying for that special person and to come to St. Anthony, and here you are. And so we just kind of want to take today and get to know you a little bit more. And um, so we'll start, if, share if you want to share some background information. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. I prayed to be that special person <laughs> for some it. time. <laughs> yeah, I've been actually watching um, the On The Way moments, especially since uh, we received the we. We received the, isn't that neat how the rectors take the credit I think you and should. they weren't even here? <laughs> When you received the award at the Austin Convention for um, innovation in ministry during the pandemic. So um, background information. So um, I've been a priest for about 13 years, uh, ordained a deacon in uh, 2008. I've been in the Diocese of Arizona as a clergy person since uh, 2014. And I've been in the Diocese of Arizona as like a person person since about 1997 when my family moved here uh, to Fountain Hills. Oh, nice. Where'd you you move from? Where'd they move from? They moved from Maryland and I moved from Pennsylvania. Wow. Little change? Little change of weather? Oh my gosh. It's the most wonderful change of weather. My uh, my bishop in uh, Pennsylvania asked me if I would be considering a position there in Pennsylvania. And I said, no, I don't believe in that God. There's no way I'm going back to that kind of weather. So uh, to be to be quite serious about it, I just, I love it here. I love the weather. Um, I love the people. Uh, I like the variety of being in the valley where the weather is warm and getting to deciduous trees and snow up in uh, Flagstaff, because clergy, we only work Sundays. Right. So Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday is my snow day. Just no, and then I'm back day. in the valley by Thursday, just right. to make people think That's that right. I've been oh, here the whole time. she's been here time. all week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. You know, we were actually, funny, we were just talking about that before we even started about living here in Arizona. It's literally two miles, an hour flight out to San Diego. I mean, it's just everywhere. We have everything we could imagine here. Yeah, so. we're, we, we've got a wonderful airport, good yeah. transportation opportunities, yeah. and... Um, yeah, we, we don't travel a lot, but when we do, it's really easy to get out of yeah. here to go other places. Yeah. So before you became ordained, what what did you what did you do? Uh, before that, I did a uh, I did a year as an AmeriCorps Vista oh, nice. uh, with a group called Bluegrass Literacy, who did um, English uh, language for uh, farm workers, whether they were with wow. thoroughbred horses or tobacco farmers. Wow. Um, and then before that, I was with uh, it was FedEx Kinkos when I ended. Kinko's when I started. Okay. Did about 10 years as a, uh, as a copy jockey, as they call it. Um, but making copies. Making copies. Yeah. Who was that, so, Rob Schneider? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, SNL, exactly. You know, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I did that. Um, but I, I started off making copies mostly, but then I went into management okay. and training, HR and sales, nice. because my education actually is in uh, business finance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. That's great. And how do you like, how do you like being here at St. Anthony then? I, 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 um, I would be understating if I said anything less than I I love being at St. Anthony. I, um, I really never dreamt that I could be at St. Anthony. I, um, I came here as my vacation church in the late nineties 
And then I preached a couple times um, in uh, uh, right when I got out of seminary. And I just, um, it, I, I've always experienced that what I think God can give me and what God can really give me, mm-hmm. I so underestimate God. Mm-hmm. And I just never really thought that I'd get an opportunity to be here. So when it came around that it was going to be possible uh, to even consider it, it was really an exciting time. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I, I mean, the, and I know you probably know this, but the, the buzz on the street here, I mean, we're just so thrilled to have you and, and really looking forward to um, developing the ministry. You know, I've, I've kind of been at St. Anthony on and off for about the last 10 years. And just to, I always tell people the moment that I, I first walked into the sanctuary, it was like my, my, my breath was literally taken away. There was just, the spirit was working. And, and in the last 10 years, I've just seen it continue to, um, it's just a beautiful place, like spiritually. So I just, I love that. I love that we have a, a leader now, a leader here that's really going to kind of take us to that next step. And I know a lot of, a lot of people are, so. Well, I'm hoping that you're going to take me to the well, next step. We will. It's I'm hoping community. we're going we're to yes. do that together. <laughs> um, and I, I, that's one of the things that's always um, excited me, pleased me about St. Anthony as a clergy person watching from the outside. Um, I, I knew, uh, I knew that Father John Coffey, I knew okay. your previous rector, yeah. uh, Dorian Mulvey, and just watching how involved you all were in the community, how much faith and action meant to your identity. I thought there's a church that gets what it means to be Christian community, what it means to be together and how the worship experience feeds you but it's not the end of that. You know, it's easy to say we're a worshiping community and get spiritually bloated right. because we don't actually go out and do the work. Uh, and uh, watching from the outside in to St. <laughs> Anthony, I've always seen that, you know, the, the work of ministry is really getting done in this community. Nice. So just building on, um, on what has already been and what will be, what can be, what God is calling us to, I guess really exciting time. I think it's an exciting time to be an Episcopalian. I think so, yeah. I really feel like um, the world the world needs what we have. The world needs how we have conversation with each other. The world needs how we uh, care for people outside of our walls, how we see ourselves as a part of the neighborhood and as a part of community. And um, I think certainly the pandemic sh- mm-hmm. uh, really showed me uh, the importance of pastoral care to our neighborhoods, um, reaching out with what our resources are um, and not being isolated yeah. and insular and in how we um, how we both uh, identify God and how we define God and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you kind of alluded to it, but, you know, what are some, some future you know, dreams for the future, or where do you see kind of St. Anthony as we all work together, you know, moving forward? And... Yeah, my, you know, my hope is that um, St. Anthony will be uh, both an ecumenical partner in this part of uh, the community in which we find ourselves, and also that we'll partner with the other Episcopal entities in our area, as well as the other Anglican entities in our area, to provide that richness of formation and what it is to have an Anglican identity, what it is to have an Episcopal identity. So I'd really like to see us think uh, more broadly than, um, than how the parish moves 
in the communities to say, um, what does it look like to be Episcopalian in the Northeast Valley? What does it mean to bring the Episcopal ethos into the Northeast Mm -hmm. Valley? You know, this is a place that, you know, I I come from um, in the diocese, the downtown area Mm -hmm. and North Phoenix, Mm -hmm. uh, North, North Central Phoenix, big music, big arts kind of centers. And arts and music and education are so central to our identity as Episcopalians. I really want to see how we use our campus for education and formation, for music and arts, and how we go out into our communities to share what is our identity, because it really is truly central to um, who we are as Episcopalians. That's wonderful. I'm on board. (laughs) I I know a lot of us are. I mean, that's just wonderful. You know, I I, I didn't grow up in the Episcopal Church, and when I found the the Episcopal Church and the rich liturgy and the and and everything behind it, it just was a place that I I felt I felt at home for the first time in, in one mm-hmm. of my in my in my life of this is this is something I truly can get behind and believe in because you're right the Christian journey the Christian ministry is so prevalent here and I mean it isn't every church but I mean for me it, it was it was here in the Episcopal Church and. And so I, I'm, I think it's very exciting, very exciting time for us. And so, and I, and I think actually that um, we've made a mistake in the Episcopal Church in many of our centers in watering down our liturgy, mm-hmm. making it less of uh, what is our faith tradition. When really, I think um, I, I was attracted to that as a young adult. Mm-hmm. I know other young adults who are attracted to um, not a not a buddy Christ, right. you know, right. not that not that <laughs> Jesus is my pal, and yeah. you know, I want I want a God and a and a and a and a, and a Jesus who are otherworldly, yeah. you know, that are there for me all the time. But when I walk into church, I want church to go. Oh my God, I cannot get this anywhere else in the world. Yeah. This is not a concert stage. This is not a this is not a place where we do lectures. That's not our primary vision yeah. here. Our primary vision is kingdom of God here on earth. Absolutely. And I want people to walk in and go, oh, <laughs> I've been looking for this. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. I didn't even know what to call it. Yeah. But when they leave our our presence, when they leave our worship, they go, ah. Oh, I have to have that, yeah. and I just didn't know it. You know, I, I want that response where the you know the the, the goosebumps the goosebump, where we go, yeah. whew, wow, that was a that was an experience yeah. because I, I think our, our our Episcopal tradition just offers that in gobs yeah. and gobs. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, I want to say that there was a, a study done recently of of people in the younger generation wanting, of course, wanting that you know, kind of moving away from the the concert type churches into the more traditional churches of of the Episcopal Church and more of the liturgical churches. And, and you're right, like that's that's really what, that's where the meat is. That's the the depth, in my opinion, of the Episcopal Church really offers that, that, um, that goosebumps. Those, yeah. Well, and I, you know, and sometimes when, sometimes when people say, I want traditional church, I, uh, there's a, there's a backlash fear about, well, what about our contemporary music? Right. It's not about removing contemporary <laughs> right. music. It's about doing contemporary music excellently. Yeah. It's about doing contemporary music with people who understand how to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not about stripping out all that is good about an identity of a community and say, no, we must go back to, I don't know. The, the hymns from the 1800s. Fifth, we're going, oh, yeah, we're going so 1549, baby. <laughs> Nothing right. here but the 1928 prayer book. No, I don't mean it that way. Yeah. I mean that, that uh, what we offer, 
we offer with uh, a, a deep sense of reverence, uh, a holiness, and just a uh, excellence. Yeah. Excellence in, in, in resourcing people to live life out in the world and feel like they have been uh, given a foretaste of the kingdom. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, <laughs> I just felt like I, I was blessed right there. Thank indeed, you for that. Indeed. And so, um, you know, we are, like I said, we're, we're, we're so pleased to have you here. And I know a lot of people want to get to know you. And so we're going to do some rapid fire questions. I mean, not rapid fire, but just questions that are silly and fun. Why did I bring that up to her this morning? Because hmm, she was, uh, she said, that's a good idea. <laughs> Every time Jill says, hey, Will, I have an idea. I'm like, let's do it. Like, hands down. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Um, favorite genre of movie? Oh, comedy. Comedy. Okay. Uh, your favorite go-to pastime? Have to be spending time with family and with my dog. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, favorite month? November. Oh, is that your birthday? Month? It is. There you it's go. my birthday. It's my husband's birthday. Oh, wow. It's Thanksgiving and it's preparing for Christmas. I love it. It's like that last time you get a chance to like slow down before it's coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 All the, all the parties, the choir party, Everything. the vestry party, uh, the HOA party. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Exactly. Yep, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, what has been your favorite age so far? Like my age? Yeah. What was the favorite age so far? Oh, late 40s were okay. good. Okay. Yeah, late 40s, I really started to um, um, be more brave mm. about who I believe God wanted me to be and be more brave about who I believe the church uh, was asked to be for, for communities. Mm. I was less concerned that, uh, oh, I, what if what if I... What if I preach something that everybody's really um, struggling with? It's like, well, first do the work of building the relationships, yeah. and then and then have the conversations that are hard. Um, so, oh, I like that. That's good. Favorite... Hard shell. Oh, 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 I was just Tacos. soft shell or hard. Sorry, <laughs> soft shell or hard shell. Hard shell. Okay. <laughs> Favorite rainy day activity. Oh. Not that we get a lot of rainy days here, but. Um, probably America's Test Kitchen and Cook's Country. Okay. Watching the recipes first, and then my husband loves to cook. Okay. And, um, I am learning, I'm learning to cook. Nice. I started off as a sous chef, so okay. a lot of knifey, knifey stuff. Okay. A lot of cutting, tearing, tossing, <laughs> cleaning. Yeah. What's but, your favorite thing that you've ever made then? Speak. Favorite thing that I ever made? Yeah. I love to make lasagna. Okay. Because it's part of my family heritage. Okay. Uh, we have a lasagna recipe that goes pretty far back on my nice. both my mom and dad's side. Okay. Uh, what's what's something that never fails to make you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so much makes me laugh. Right, right. Um, never fail. Okay, there's a scene in uh, the movie Ruthless People. I never saw it. Okay. And I laugh at it because my father laughed hysterically at it. Right. And I'm not big on. Um, like watching things where people get injured. But there's this scene where Bette Midler, who's being held hostage by Judge Reinhold, wings a coffee mug across the room, and the sound that it hit, <laughs> makes when it hits the bridge of his nose, and he just goes, <sighs> It's just, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, God, that was so real. That's, yeah, like, yeah. That's good. So. That is funny. Um, a few more. Favorite animal? Dogs. Dogs. Okay. Yeah. My my Sienna's in my office today for the first time. She's super cute. So ah, oh, she's coming. Uh, she's coming to. Uh, she's coming to that point. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Sunshine or rain? Sunshine. <laughs> Favorite season? Um, probably fall. Okay. Used to be spring because when you're in Pennsylvania, you know, every day is... <laughs> Please don't let me shovel on Easter Sunday Seriously. again. This is as late as Easter can be. It's the end of April, and why is there snow on the ground? Yeah. yeah. But now it's like when spring comes, it's like, oh, no. We know what's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, the inferno yeah. is coming. Infer- I would agree. So probably yeah. fall. Probably that first that first nighttime walk where uh, where I need a coat. Yes. Like, ah, oh, you know, when it hits about 78. It's like, ooh, it's so <laughs> cold It's cold here in the desert. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, people not in the desert. I know, right? Yeah. Um, Pepsi or Coke? Neither. Neither. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a caffeine oh, drinker. Good for you. When I was in, uh, when I was in seminary, I was still in the caffeines, and it was Mountain Dew. Oh man, I'm from Kentucky, so yeah. you know we go Mountain Dew, we go RC and a Moon Pie. <laughs> you know, throw the throw the peanuts down That's in the in the bottle. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, East Coast or West Coast? Hmm. So many advantages to I, both. I, I know, right? Yeah, West Coast to live, mm-hmm. East Coast to visit. Okay, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. East Coast, um, the ocean is warmer too, in my opinion. So, oh, in the East Coast, Florida. Oh, you okay. Go to San Diego. I was going to say. Well, yeah, you you've clearly Maine not been <laughs> at Mama Beach in New Jersey because there's nothing warm yeah, about that beach. I was Except just thinking the people. of the people Pensac- are warm. Oh, there you go, yeah. Pensacola. It was that was nice, but then you go to San Diego and it's freezing. Okay, so. I lived in Hawaii for three years, oh, wow. and that was that was some nice warm water. That's so. Yeah. Favorite place to live that you've lived. Oh, favorite place to live is where I live right now. Okay. Um, I've lived in a lot of places. I've mm-hmm. lived in Georgia. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky, Virginia, Colorado, Hawaii, uh, Maryland, uh, Washington State a little bit, California a little bit, uh, but I, I think of I think of it as a time instead of a place. My favorite place and time to live is right now nice. because I love I love where I am and I love uh, what's going on in my life right now. All right, let's do one more. Um, hot or cold? Cold. Yeah. 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 It's only so much you can do when it gets too hot. Um, well, thank you. One of the questions we do ask all of our, our kind of doing the lighthearted, but then we, we always like to ask, um, you know, what is an on the way moment in your life that may have changed the, the course of your journey, if you will? If you wouldn't mind sharing something. On the way, like a faith mm-hmm. moment? On the way, just on the way where? We've heard, uh, we've heard everything. I know. So. I know. <laughs> um, you could even share two or three. Joe, gonna, will, Joe will pick one. <laughs> I'm going to share bookends okay. of, of uh, on-the-way moments. Um, the first one being um, uh, how, I, how, I, how I go on the way to becoming a Davis. Um, and that was that I was adopted. So um, my mom and dad couldn't have any more children. And they had a son. And they wanted a boy and a girl. So I was adopted in 1967. And if that hadn't been that first on the way moment, you know, I never would have, who knows, who knows right. what would have happened. Right. Um, and then the, the bookend of that on the way moment, um, is that, um, I came out here for sabbatical in, uh, 2014, January of 2014. And it was after my father had died. My dad died in May of 2013. In fact, his funeral was here and I preached to his funeral here um, not an Episcopalian. He died a good Episcopalian. I think he lived as a Presbyterian. But anyway, um, and I met with uh, I met with Dorian because my spiritual director 
uh, he and I had talked about how best for me to be healthy during sabbatical. And we decided that was to not cut away completely from church. So um, Dorian offered me to do one Wednesday a month for the three months I would be here. So I would come in, uh, change into my vestments here, uh, preach and celebrate in the um, St. Luke's Chapel, Mm -hmm. finish, change back into my street clothes, and then I would leave. Um, and, uh, so the, so the on the way moment between those two pieces were that, um, I've always gone the right way. I've always been on the way to where I was supposed to be surrounded by a lot of people who cared about me. And, um, every time I've been on the way to a place I shouldn't be, it's because I have walked away from those people. I've walked away from God in, in, in a variety of ways. Um, but I never expected to uh, stay here. I, um, I, uh, I, I was on sabbatical. Like I said, I intended to go back in April and, um, and, and I did, but I went back to resign from my mm. position because I found a position here, but my, my on the way moment was, uh, actually preaching in that chapel and recognizing this was home wow. and I needed to return. Wow. Um, and it was time for me to be with my brother and my mom where I stayed with them during sabbatical and that we made this really wonderful family unit, even without my dad. Um, So in some ways, um, getting to come to St. Anthony and and be here and share with you, it's, it it was that next on the way moment where um, uh, I I knew some people from here. I knew, I knew Mary Vancelot, I knew Jill, um, I knew Dorian, I trusted all of them uh, and I trusted my experience that I'd been here when Father Coffey was here and when Dorian was here as a rector, that it was a loving, kind, generous, healthy community. Um, and just following that path um, was my on-the-way moment. Yeah. So who knew I was on the way here? <laughs> you were on the but way. But I'd been on the way here for a long, long That's time wonderful. in a lot of different ways. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, blessed. I <laughs> just like yeah. this is wonderful. Thank you. I I, I feel truly blessed. Yeah. So so blessed to be here. Yeah. Well, that's great. And we're like I said, we're blessed to have you. Just Thanks. Be working together and moving forward and everything. And um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Um, one of the things we also say is there any way people can find you on social media? Um, where's Where's the best way to to, to contact or if they yeah. just want to yeah the best way to get you. the best way to get hold of me is Facebook <laughs> okay. I, I'm still very much on Facebook yeah. um, I I have a LinkedIn account mm-hmm. that I I monitor a little bit I've got uh, I've got a Twitter account under um, under my name and I've got one under Pop Up Pastor okay I've got an Instagram account under Pop Up Pastor neither of which I really uh, <laughs> visit very often. The best way really is through Facebook. Facebook. If you've got my phone number and everybody in the parish should have it at least, uh, you can text me. Perfect. I'm pretty I'm pretty available yeah. with very few exceptions. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Holly. Again. Thanks. This is wonderful. And, I'm uh, excited to work with you. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so. We've got great work to do, yeah. great ministry to do. Yeah. Yeah. And God's going to bless our lives. As we know. God has and as will. Has that's, the, that's, the, that's the God we know, yeah, right? Absolutely. A God absolutely. that is good all the time. That's right, all the time. Um, well, that is it for today. And so uh, if you liked the episode, please give us a thumbs up, give us a shout out, give us a subscribe, uh, leave a comment on YouTube, Apple, Stitcher, um, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to um, follow us and give us some love. And until next time, be on the lookout for those on the way moments. Thank you. Bye.